welcome to the Recover You podcast with Kyleen and Patrick Terhune. It's here that we talk about sex addiction, betrayal trauma, mental, emotional, and physical health, faith, and anything and everything needed to recover you to your most authentic self that God created you to be. Welcome back. I'm Kyleen. I'm Patrick. And today we are going to talk about the next steps in the therapeutic recovery process. So we've already talked about discovery and what that looked like. And then we jumped into what a full therapeutic disclosure with a polygraph looked like and and that sort of process. This is an ongoing, this is like an extra piece to that process that is recommended that we did and that we highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, it's a it's a continuation of the same process that we've already been talking about, and that is the impact letter and the empathy letter. The impact letter is from the betrayed spouse. The empathy letter is from the betrayer to the betrayed spouse. And uh, so let's let's just talk about. I want to talk about the process, our feelings, our thoughts, why we did it, um, how we did it, you know, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, the first thing we're talking about is the impact letter. So um, would you describe what an impact letter is? So the impact letter is literally what it sounds like. It's the betrayed partner writing a letter to the betrayer saying, this is how what you've done has impacted me. So for my letter, it had a lot of, you know, just a variety of things. Like, how does it make you feel? Um, Mm -hmm. Has it impacted your work? How has it impacted your brain? Um, does it impact your relationships, your ability to trust? Right. Um, all any way that it has impacted your life, and in the beginning too, early on, it may be hard to even pinpoint that. Once you've kind of gone through it, you can really look back and make a, a right. long list. But your your therapist can kind of help you work through that as well, um, kind of identifying that. But yeah, really, it's just this is how you made me feel. And this is the impact that that it has had on me in whatever way that is. Did you use a, a specific format? Like, does your therapist give you a format or a guide sheet or anything like that to try to... You know, now that you mentioned it, I, I was thinking, no, but I think, yeah, I think she may have given me sort of a guideline to prompt those questions. Has it impacted your mental health? Has it impacted sleep? Has it impacted Mm -hmm. work? Um, What emotions did it make you feel? Has it impacted your relationship, your ability to trust, those sorts of things? I do think she maybe handed me something to kind of prompt that. It wasn't like a fill in the blank or, um, you know, here's exactly what you need to say or anything like that, because it needs to be in your own words and and really sincere from you because everybody's different. But I do think it was like prompting. Yeah. So how did you feel while you were working on it? How long did it take you to write it? How did you feel while you were working on it? So the way my brain works, and and I mm-hmm. this happens in business, and I think it just happens in my life in general, I have these bursts of creativity, and I will get a lot of things done, and then there it'll be like dead, yeah. <laughs> right? And so um, I remember feeling, it was like the week that we were doing this, that we were having a pretty good week. We had just gotten through disclosure, so there weren't more discoveries, right, for several months. It's just And we felt good coming out of disclosure. It was like a positive. It was a real positive for us. Right. And and for months before leading up to that, there had been just discovery after discovery. And it was just havoc. There was no stability because of right. that. So it was just... So I felt like I knew everything. Things were going pretty well. And then it's like, okay, tap into your deepest, most painful emotions. Ugh, mm-hmm. you know... 
So I remember that week thinking, well, I don't know if I can do this effectively. And then I can't remember exactly what it was, but there's a day I got mad. There is it. There's something. I did get triggered. Something happened. And I was like, this is my moment. This is my moment to write it all down. And so I did. I just got it all out in the moment while I was feeling the feeling. And I, and I would encourage someone to do it that way because what you want to encapsulate in the letter is the pain. So if you're sort of dissociated from it because things are going well that particular day or that particular hour even, then the dissociation is not going to have the same emotional depth as you writing it when you're in the middle of the pain and describing what that feels like. And so I waited until, for whatever reason, I can't remember the detail, I waited until I was in the pain and then it just all kind of came out. And I remember writing very descriptive phrases Mm -hmm. um, about how it felt and what was happening in my body and the level of betrayal and just the hurt that I had from it. How did you feel when you went in to read it? How did you feel reading it? So from, I think from the very beginning, we had this sort of, um, this undercurrent of being a team Mm -hmm. and kind of supporting each other through all of the steps. And even though we were going through this really horrific process, trying to support each other, and um, kind of root for each other. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I don't remember feeling, I don't remember a lot about how I felt at the time. I think I just, if I remember, I just read it. And it was nice mm-hmm. to to get it out. But you and I, I mean, I, I know that you and I had talked about a lot of how it made me feel and you were already very aware. So mm-hmm. there, there was that too but it was kind of the first time I think that I went to that depth and I described it in the way I described it because I remember saying there's something very specific that I said around you know the betrayal and how I had really trusted you implicitly and it really felt like you had intentionally gone into my body and planted these little bombs and then every discovery was like another bomb exploding in my in my body Mm -hmm. and um just trying to find the words to describe the pain because really what when I was going through it, it just felt like there weren't, and I still feel like that, there aren't really words sufficient to, de- and I think I said that in the letter too, as I began writing, I was like, there aren't sufficient words to describe what this feels like. Mm-hmm. But that's what I was trying to do. Now, I will say, I don't, and I, I think therapists would probably call you on this, The goal of this letter is to share your pain. It's not to just completely bash the other person. It's like, it's one thing to say what you did has really destroyed trust and what you did has made me feel horrible and what you did has ruined my self-confidence and your actions have had this impact. And it's another thing to sit there and be like, fuck you. (laughs) Right? So I, I was very much trying to just let you in on realizing that yeah. this was impactful on such a deep level and what that felt like to me. Yeah, yeah. So um, how did you feel when you were done? Do you remember feeling differently when you were done? No, I remember when we did the disclosure, we kind of felt happy. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, and tell me if I'm wrong, I don't remember after these, I think we were kind of, it was we almost like not. a letdown, right? Yeah, we're like, we, okay. we were not. We thought we'd have the same kind yeah. of hit. Hey, this is going to be another step. We're going to yeah. feel good about it. Yeah. And it wasn't as dramatic. So I think we just kind of did it. And then that was that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think the benefits are of doing this letter? Uh, well, I think I think it's really, 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 really important to have a safe space to communicate your thoughts and feelings and the depth of the impact. Now, in our relationship, anything that's in my head comes out my mouth. So mm-hmm. you always know how I feel. You always know what I'm thinking. You always know when I'm triggered. You always know why. We have a lot of communication about feelings and emotions. And and it, we always have, but I think it it blew up a lot. I mean, it just went way deeper after this, obviously. But um, I think for some women that maybe don't always have that opportunity or that's not the pattern or the habit that they have mm-hmm. or they don't feel as comfortable expressing their emotions, like this, this piece of it could be huge. This could be absolutely huge. It's their opportunity to really speak their mind and stand in, in their own voice and their power and say, this is what you've done to me. Yeah. Um, I do think that that's a huge benefit. I think you probably already knew because I shared a lot of it with you ahead of time. But I do think the other benefit is just you know, stepping into the light, essentially, which we've talked about a lot, which is getting it out. I, got, I was getting it out of my body. Even though I've talked to you about it, I was sharing it verbally in front of you, in front of other people, telling you that this is the truth, this is what's happened. And, um, and also, I think there's a benefit to being in that situation and having, you were being in that situation, listening and having to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, I just off the cuff said something right. and um, you're kind of thrown off. We were in a space where I communicated and you really had to sit there, feel it, accept it, and acknowledge the truth of it. Yeah, yeah. What do you think you should avoid when you're doing it? I Atta- think you touched on it. Yeah, I think attacking the other person. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I understand the, the uh, temptation. Right, right. Um, but I don't think that's helpful. And I don't think if you're in... If you're in that space, it's like maybe maybe this isn't the time to be doing this, right? right? Um, but that's, you know, therapists can kind of guide you through that. They'll tell you, like, the goal of this is X. The goal of this is Y. You know, like the polygraph, I, I talk about this a lot on my social media and stuff. I'm like, don't do a polygraph if your goal is to go, gotcha. The goal of a polygraph is to build trust. Right. If you're intending to stay in the relationship and you want to lay a foundation of I can believe you, then, you know, do that but same it's the same thing with these letters these letters if you get to this point um it's not because you're imminently heading for divorce it's because you're trying to build on communication and trust and empathy and make sure that you're on the same page moving forward mm-hmm. and that you understand the hurt that you caused me and that I understand that you understand right, right. and then that allows us to kind of go with that foundation moving forward and I think that's the goal so we want to make sure and I guess in terms of what to avoid or maybe switching that to like what to do, make sure you're doing all of these steps with the right motivation. Yeah. Because if you're not intending to stay with the person, then then this step probably is not necessary. Um, Although I I don't, I don't know if a therapist would say that or not. Maybe I, I have to think about that for just a second. Maybe I take that back because would it be like, if we weren't going to stay together, do you think I should have still told you the impact? It it might be one of those things where you, um, I think, I think to your point, I mean, it's important for the addict to hear that impact of it because that's all part of breaking denial structures, mm-hmm. right? And so if... So if, take back everything I just said. <laughs> yeah, well, I... I, I <laughs> just I, kidding. I, well, I just, I, I feel like if, it, if it's important to get it off your chest, maybe you can do that in a therapeutic format, but maybe sure. not, not. But maybe it's not part of this process right. at that point because right. yeah. it, it may not come after disclosure 
mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know, but everybody's going to be a little unique. But I think the biggest thing is um, go into it. You know, your goal is to establish trust and avoid as much as you want to just attacking their personhood, who they are yeah. as an individual. Anything else you want to add about that letter? No, I don't think, you know, I think the big deal for us was the disclosure. I think that was the biggest thing for us. So the impact letter, I I find it very, very important. And it was actually really helpful for me to know that I had to write it. So then I was like, okay, today I'm really upset. I'm going to write, you know, Mm -hmm. to be aware and take that opportunity to kind of get it all out. And so that was really helpful. Um, I actually do read it in my, in my what's next course. Yeah. So when I'm, um, my, the What's Next course is designed for women that have just gone through discovery and it teaches them all of the steps and, you know, what to look for and, and the step-by-step process going through the therapeutic disclosure. So if you're staying with your partner, like, what does that look like? What questions do you need to ask? How do you, what questions mm-hmm. do you put on a polygraph? All these things. And so when I talk about the impact letter, I actually read my impact letter in oh, that course. Yeah. Just because there's a, there's a little bit of a format. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to take that and listen to it. But then also so you can... You know, I, so you can hear another woman describing how it feels. Right, right. And, um, you know, sometimes I think that that can be helpful so that you yeah. know if you're feeling these things that you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Would you like to talk about the empathy letter? I'd love to. Okay, great. Um, okay, so the empathy letter is really your impact letter to me. Mm-hmm. But, but the way our therapist did it, which actually is a little unique um, is that you, so the empathy empathy letter is like the betrayed spouse demonstrating that they understand the impact Mm -hmm. that you, that, that it's soaked in, that you get it, that you can express back to me and communicate that. Like, I understand this is how you feel. And this is the impact it had. Right. So it's, it's basically like saying, I get your impact letter. I understand it. I've acknowledged it. And I'm going to communicate that to you. Ours, they recommended that you write it in my voice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was a little unique. So you actually wrote it as if you were me. Right, right. Yeah, so that was, um, there was a, um, the format that I used for the disclosure, the empathy letter and the restitution letter, because they were, I think I read both of those on the same day. I remember there being two, two, like two assignments there. So my therapist had given me a book, and I can't remember what that book was, but it was very kind of detailed on what I should include and how I should go about doing it. And I remember as I wrote all three of those documents, as a matter of fact, I remember referring back to it. Did I cover everything? Did I get everything? Is it, it, so it took me it took me a little while to prepare these. It took me, obviously, a long while to prepare the disclosure, and then a little bit less time. I think I think I was, I, once again, you know, it's the notion of attunement, I think... I think I was um, connecting pretty quickly with how it made you feel. I don't think that was ever, I mean, I understood the impact. I don't think I understood it fully, but I wasn't in any sort of denial that you were like, okay, we talked about it, we're done. You know, like I knew it, it really, really did did hurt you. So um, it took a little, a little while to, to, to put it together, but it was, it was pretty interesting. And, having to read you my empathy letter from your point of view after you read me your impact letter. I wasn't as good as you. And like, I remember thinking that like, like I wasn't, I didn't cover nearly the ground that, that, that you did. And I'm usually a little bit more of a brief writer anyway. That's just kind of the, the, the way I write. But um, I just remember feeling after you, you read the impact letter 
Like I didn't, like I knew you were deeply hurt hearing some of those words and the analogies that you threw out there. The feelings were, was very impactful because it was like, oh my gosh, you know, that's not at all. And you start to sit, sit there and think, that's not, you know, when, when we said our vows, that's not what I intended to do to you. You know what I mean? It really was not. And so, um, it was, it was, um, kind of a tough thing to, to hear. So then I, I remember of, thinking after you read your impact letter in my voice, mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, you got it. <laughs> so that's, Aww, that's, that's nice of you to say that. Yeah. So that's funny that you listened to mine and thought you didn't cover enough. Cause I remember thinking, yeah, I mean, it was shorter, but I remember thinking, okay, you understand. Yeah, I did think yeah. that you did a really good job that you communicated that you understood. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it you know, how did I feel reading it? I wasn't as naturally terrified as I was, like when I read the disclosure. Um, but I felt like I think I at that moment because it had been uh, May is that when we did it, mm-hmm. and so that had been four months at that point. You know, into recovery, I really trusted the process, and so at this point, I was like, I have to do. You know, this is all part of it. So let's giddy up and go. And so, um, uh, you know, it was it was. How did I feel reading? I think I had that in mind. Um, but I, you know, I, I think I was always, I was always curious that I was going to say something that might trigger you or say something that might, that you might be like, no, that's not at all how I feel. Like, like you, you know, because there's been a lot of tough conversations and, and, you know, you getting triggered and, and, you know, and stuff like that. And so you're kind of used to that. It's a little bit of like, you know, this is going to happen again, but you know, you, you, you did not, you did not at all. I think, I think you're always cute because you go, good job. And so <laughs> I think you probably said something like that. So, but I think it was really important because, you know, you, you, all of us could, well, maybe not all of us, a lot of us can define empathy, but practicing empathy is a learned skill. And so I think, I think this is. Well, a, say that again. I think that's important. All of us can define empathy, but practicing empathy is a learned skill. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, we all go, yeah, I wish you'd be more empathetic and, or, or we understand that it, it means understanding, but you got to remember what, what, what you were doing or what I was doing in this addiction was a, a lack of empathy. You oh, know, extreme. Extreme lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. And you don't really think about it that way. It's not your intention. No, it's but not that's your, the outcome. Right. It's not your intention at all, but it really, you know, if you truly had deep, deep empathy, right? Empathy really. That. Right. It's because it's really experiencing and, and uh, understanding the concept of like the emotions that the other person feels. Feel, so feels if, or will feel. Right. Yeah. So if you were, if you were in your addiction, let's say physically or emotionally aware and feeling the emotions that I would feel if I ever found out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would, you would, you would confess, you would drive yourself right to therapy. You would, you know what I mean? Like, and so I think, I think, you know, developing empathy is, is a big part of the addicts recovery um, cycles. You have to develop that. What do you think? Um, Okay, well, let me ask, do you think I expressed empathy to you through the process? Oh, absolutely. I think you you had said this a couple of months ago. You were like, you in a lot of ways, you felt sorry for me. And there was times you, I think you just felt sorry for me. I think, And I think that's what led you sometimes to come down like at 1 a.m. to get me or whatever. And you know what I mean? And I'd be like, I remember a couple of times, like most of the time I was like, yeah, yeah, I get there. There were some times I was like, I'm really tired. I'm not there. 
<laughs> but it wasn't like that I didn't want to come up there. It was just it was a really cozy bed, you know. And so, at one o'clock in the morning. It, it's one o'clock in the morning, yeah. So I think I think you always I think you knew I think very quickly you kind of figured out that that I this was never my intent to hurt you, even though I did. And I think you I would hope that you had um this sense that I was trying to do the right thing. Yeah, I did. And I think I, I tried very hard to balance empathy with boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I tried really hard because I was like, I had a lot of compassion for you through the process and the person that I thought you were, mm-hmm. that I was kind of waiting to see if that was true. Yeah. So I had a lot of compassion for that person while being incredibly angry and hurt and, hurt, and, yeah. and needing space and all these kinds of things. And so I was trying to balance that. But I also think, um, you know, you were saying empathy is a learned skill to, to practice. You know, I think in the addict brain, it is so self-focused and it's so ego-driven. Mm-hmm. that. But what's interesting to me was you jumped into empathy very quickly through the process. So do you think that's just part of who you are, like your character at the core? Or do you think that's because you jumped into like the emotional work so quickly. I, I mean, I, I think I do possess some, you know, compassion. I think I do possess those things. I think it was flawed. It wasn't complete. It wasn't, you know, of course. Well, course, let me we're maybe never ask this. In all those things, maybe right? I, maybe I can ask it in a different way. How? Okay, because I think we would agree you have that at your core, right? Like that's mm-hmm. a, a te- you would be very open and receptive to that without the addiction present. Like that's who you are is able to emote. Mm-hmm. And 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 empathize and have compassion. So then maybe I'll ask it a different way. How much do you think in your addiction it impacted your ability to empathize? I mean, I, you know, it's, I wouldn't want to assign a percentage to it, but it absolutely had an impact. You know, what I mean, it, because you know, I think lack of empathy leads to selfish behavior. So you know, there's when there is selfish behavior, it's usually because there's a lack of empathy, right? And so, or and you know, you could. I, some people may disagree with that conclusion, but I think, you know, clearly there were, you know, like I was talking about in the last podcast about judging people, you know, that's a lack of empathy. And so I, I find I judge less now than I used to. So I was a little bit more judgmental than, than I, you know, probably should have been, you know. I've really found that every painful experience I have in life makes me more empathetic to other people. Yeah. Um, because you're now able to feel what they're feeling or, or think about mm-hmm. what they may feel. Right. How would you kind of within that? Cause I think a lot of people have compassion, right? But it's, that's different than empathy. So how would you maybe define the difference between those? Do you think, well, sorry, I'm going to compound the question. Define that. I need to write this down. Define that and then say, do you think you had compassion through your addiction, but not empathy? It's a good question. So I guess compassion is maybe feeling sorry for somebody, saying, "Hey, that person doesn't, you know." Um, and, and maybe, maybe I can draw an example of this. Compassion would be coming down the off ramp of a highway and seeing a homeless person there begging for money, mm-hmm. and saying, "Man, that 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 sucks. It's cold out. That really sucks." And and whatever, and you know, maybe giving money or not. Empathy might be like. Wow, what happened in that person's life to get them to that point and feeling it deeply? And, you know, 
does that mean that you take that person in and put them up in your house or whatever? <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm trying to cut that off before, but I think, I think you can really feel the pain and the shame of that person as they stand there and beg for money. And, you know, people will be like, mm. oh, it's all a scam or whatever. But I don't know. I think when you look at people that are standing there. You're really going down a political road here. I now. am. I, well, I <laughs> really kidding. am. And, I, and I, think, I think, you know, I think most people don't. I'm kidding. They're not yeah. little kids and they're like, hey, my life's goal is to stand on the corner right. of, a, of a thing. So there's some real deep pain and. Right. And, and hurt that it's at, I think you're, what you're saying is it's at, and regardless of who it is that you're coming across it's asking the question what happened in your life right, right. in order to get here you know I can do that with um, you know trolls on the internet what, what pain has happened yeah. in your life what experiences have you had that make you feel better about yourself putting somebody else down at 2, 2 a.m. on the internet yeah 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 and may, you know maybe it is a scam with the with the person but they're scamming because they got hurt, and this is the way that they figured out how to do it. They're not, you know, they're not going off to to, to a healing center, right? And and just to clarify, what we're talking about, this empathy doesn't excuse behavior. No, it never does. Okay, yeah. so back to your addiction, though, compassion versus empathy. What do you think was maybe more prominent during your addictive behavior? Oh, compassion, I'm sure. I mean, and and you know, I wasn't devoid of empathy. Mm-hmm. I think that's where you're coming from, but I am certainly more empathetic. Well, now. I don't know because. Let's pull out some specific experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, this just popped in my head as that sentence was coming out of my mouth. So there is a movie that um, that you wanted to watch. This was before Discovery. You're and talking was, about Blazing Saddles? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And um, you were just talking it up and saying, hey – this is really funny. I really think we should watch this. I haven't seen it in you know decades, decades or whatever. Yeah. And it's hilarious. We should watch it. So I don't know, five, 10 minutes into the movie, I say, this is really inappropriate. Why do you find this funny? Mm-hmm. I don't find this funny. I really don't appreciate you kind of pushing this on me. And in fact, it kind of concerns me because you were so adamant that it was so funny that I was like, would you have watched this with Keegan? Because I was like, this is really inappropriate humor. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, you were defensive. You got angry at me, which is really unlike you. This was very far into the addiction and very close to discovery. So I think that impacted your reaction a lot. But you were very defensive and you were like almost angry at me for not giving you a chance with your 80s movie that it was Mm -hmm. funny. And I was like, well, I'm sorry, but it's not appropriate. And I don't think that that's funny. And you did Mm -hmm. not express any empathy in that situation. And that was very heavy in your addiction. Yeah. I, I, you know, I remember that. Um, I think all I was, you know, I don't want to go into like, you know, this and that. I mean, it was, it was a movie from my childhood. I recall it being funny. Right. You know what I mean? But I think my point is, no, I don't, I don't think you went into it with nefarious intentions. My point is, I think if that happened today, it would have been a different conversation. Yeah. I I would a hundred percent agree with you. You know what I mean? I think I think it would be much more about around like, hey, let's look it up. Let's see what's on there. You know what I mean? Or even, even like, so I think too, like you really wanted to defend it at the time. Mm-hmm. I think now, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think now you'd be like, oh, I didn't remember that yeah, that was right, in there. Right, yeah. I acknowledge that that's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think at least where we're at right now in the conversations that we have, that those are the types of things that you would have said as opposed to at the time in the height of your addiction, you kind of got mad at me for thinking that it was inappropriate. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's always funny to grab one example. I'm trying to think back. Yeah, it was a long time what, ago. What, what was going through my head? But no, I, I would agree with you. I think I'd be like, oh, okay, hey, listen, you know, I, I, if if you don't like the movie, then we, we can certainly stop. And I think we've done that multiple times, like or whatever. Like, hey, do you not want to watch this? We can pause it. We don't have to, you know, yeah. do this or what. You know what I mean? There's all there's there's any number of other options you can do when you're expressing empathy towards somebody than doubling down. I, you know, I think, I think that's, that's kind of the, the heart of that, that example. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, what's the difference between the empathy letter and the restitution letter? So the empathy letter was trying to demonstrate to you that I understood how you felt. The restitution letter was, Hey, these are the things I'm going to try to do to make it right. Mm-hmm. These are the steps I'm going to take. And so, um, you know, the good news is, is I'm a, I'm a process oriented guy and I'd like, and I was already engaged in a lot of process. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to kind of incorporate a lot of that into it. And, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because I'd actually like to pull that letter out and read it and see how am I doing? You know what I mean? And just kind of say, Hey, how's, how's that going? Now I have done some things like some 10 year letters and stuff like that, that I've written for the Conquer group. And I've read those recently. I'm like, Hey, I'm actually doing what I said I was going to do. So I would imagine the restitution letter would follow the same mm-hmm. piece. But it was just basically a commitment to you mm-hmm. that says, hey, I, I recognize what I've done. This is what I'm going to do to make sure that, that number one, the behavior never happens again. But also beyond that, on the emotional support side, this is what I'm going to do. You are essentially um, communicating how you're going to restore the relationship in addition to continuing your recovery process, right? Right, right. yeah. yeah. Well, anything else about those two? Like, why? Do, I mean, on your side as the addict, did you feel like those were important? The empathy and the restitution letter? I think so. Yeah, I think, I, you know, being able to put things down on paper is really important. And people don't, you know, unfortunately with texting and stuff like that, people don't, you know, like like that physical act of putting a pen in your hand. And, and of course, we type these as well. But I know I hand wrote a lot of it and then, then t- typed it. But I think it's just a really important process to take thoughts from your head, put them down mm-hmm. on paper, and then communicate those. And I, I think it's, I, it, you know, you never, you know, what's the actual impact on my healing? It certainly had, had an impact on it. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Cool. All right. All right. Good job. Yeah, good job. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you found this podcast interesting or helpful, it would mean so much if you leave a five-star review or post a screenshot and share on social media. We are on a mission to share the message of recovery and you can help get the word out. If you know a friend who could use this podcast, please share it.